Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So your boyfriend invites you to this... Oh shit! I got it. I got it mixed up. Okay, so your significant other invites you to this wedding, and it's on an island. And you're like, okay, fine, let, let's go. Like, it'll be fine. But you're planning on proposing. Wait, I really fucking screwed this up. Okay, I got this whole <laughs> scenario backwards. The point is that. On the show Harper's Island. Oh no, another Harper's Island? Chloe wants to get off that island so she could start her life with Cal. But at every opportunity, he just keeps proving himself to be like a chivalrous hero, which ultimately keeps them on the island, uh, you know, and spoiler alert, for the rest of their lives. Um, is that is that why we love Cal or did he fuck up? What do you do? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is Same Day Shipping, the show where we geek out about real love and fake relationships. I'm Colin. I'm Kelly. I'm Ryan. I'm Patrick. I think Man. we took too long a hiatus. Yeah, okay. I, what's crazy is that, like, you seemed fine last episode. Like, I don't know what happened between then and now. The carbon monoxide builds in the closet as we record longer. Oh, oh, turn off God. the engine. Yeah. <laughs> my laptop's powered by one of those... Uh, what a generator. Little Honda generator. Yeah, yeah. The putt putt. And you got to take okay, that wait. tube out of there, Colin. We're not killing ourselves today. <laughs> wait, what? So, okay. Uh, I mean, yes. What is the question? I think the question is do we love Cal because he's a hero? And do we love, is the thing that we love about him also what makes him fated to die? And right. killed both of them, basically. Do we blame Do we blame him for the tragic ending of Cal and Chloe? Or 
Do we accept that uh, the reason Chloe loved Cal, at least part of it, is that he's the guy who's like gives up his spot on the escape boat to help find the missing child? You know, like that sort of shit. I, I think yes. I think that there that's part of the cynicism of Harper's Island. That the heroes are that being a good person to, yeah. and being a hero is not what keeps you alive. Mm. But also being a shit uh, doesn't keep you alive. It, nothing keeps you alive on Harper's Island. No, death comes for us all. Is I mean, I don't blame victims. So <laughs> hot take. So, so hot take. Wow. Wow. Um, I think that that honestly, the only person to blame is the murderer. Wow. 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 All right. You heard it <laughs> and, here first, people. <laughs> okay. And where is Harper's Island been recently streaming? Yes. I want to rem- know this. Colin, oh, you had the news, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I broke the news to everyone at a text a while ago. Yeah. Uh, it's on, you can watch it on demand on uh, Pluto.tv. Very nice. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Uh, everyone's favorite streaming platform. That's right. Pluto.tv. Hey, TV. I gotta say, you know what? Okay, so... Uh, Is it like Crackle? Does it have ads? It's it's like television. So it's it reminds me of digital no. cable, huh? but with... Like, it's just playing. <laughs> like, if you go to Pluto.tv right now, it's just wait, playing. It's on. Wait, with or so without you. What are you saying that it's streaming right now if we want to catch up? Like, do we have to well, tune said, in at a certain time? He said it's it also, on demand, too. It also has on demand. It's like digital cable. Remember how that shit was just yeah, playing? Yeah, yeah. Even if your TV was off? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's like if, when you start up Shutter and there's, like, something playing. Right. Really? No Shutter does what. that, too? I didn't even notice that. Stupid. You dumb. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Okay, no, guys. Do we need to start over? No, this is perfect. This is okay. such good show. So, so your boyfriend okay. <laughs> proposes no, to No, we all love no. Cal. We all love Cal. It's sad that he died. It's sad that, you know, it's sad that everyone died on Harper's Island. I'll, but that's sort of the point of the show. I can't wait to go sign up for Pluto.tv. You don't have to sign up. It's just on. <laughs> Wait, but then how do you do on demand? You just you type in Hyper's Island. It's got a, a little magnifying glass icon. Oh. You'll you'll navigate it perfectly. I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like that. It, I like the idea of there being a like running, like just channel that's just showing stuff. Because like I know Netflix has that feature now where it just says play something, and Which I don't is psychotic. Tr- I don't trust mm. that thing for a goddamn second. <laughs> <laughs> no, because then I might be watching that. Uh, fuck, what's that show? The clip's been going around on Twitter. Ginny in Georgia. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's funny because oh, yeah. like that clip has been going around Twitter, and then the clip that's at the beginning of the Netflix. Like, because I let it, you know, pause for a second on that thing on the Netflix. Oh, sure. So and they just autoplay. It, which I hate, which is... I hate I'm it sure too. It, I'm sure it helps them get people to stream stuff, which is what the, they want to be sticky, but I hate it. I just um, want peace and quiet. But the, the opening <laughs> scene that they show, like, it, to entice us, is hor- horrible. It's, it's horrible. It's just a little kid, a kid being a jerk to her teacher and being really smug and self- righteous about it i mean she's talking about that the reading list doesn't include enough people of color so Mm. like she has a point but Mm -hmm. she delivers the point with such it's like if jess was the main character in gilmore girls okay and i yeah it would be that is what it's like what if instead of raising a rory you raised a jess 
For a second, I thought you were going to say it's if it's, it's, it's as if Jess was the main character in New Girl. I'm like, oh, right. hot take from Mogi. <laughs> she's guess a, what, guys? That shit's the Schmidt she's Show. <laughs> it's the Schmidt Show, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Ferguson guy myself. Oh, um, um, yeah, I mean, that show is trash. <laughs> I mean, I'm, not, the- I'm not even going to try it. Like, I- No. I watched all of Firefly Lane, and I'm not going to try it. So that says something. Oh, you know, Mother texted me and said, you should check out Firefly Lane. It's our type of show. And I was oh. like, and I didn't know what she was talking about because I'd never heard of it. And then I yeah. read the uh, description, and I was like, oh, I'm going to say I will never fucking watch this in my goddamn it's life. It's not for you. Yep. Here's yeah. the thing. Well, Mother thinks it is, and she texts me like once a week to it, ask okay. if I've watched it yet. If you and your mom were like trapped in a house... <laughs> <laughs> it would be a show I think you could both stomach. Wait, is right. this the 365? What? 365 yeah. days, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's oh, what you that's watch with scenario? your mother. Yeah, okay, that's what yeah. you watch with your mom. Um, the problem with like being like us and liking a lot of hot trash is mm-hmm. people do not know how to recommend things. They don't know no. what kind of trash you like, though. That's the problem. It's really hard. It's like, oh, I could watch seven hours of... Billy on the street if I watch an episode of Wheel of Fortune every third hour. Like, how do you recommend something for that? Yeah. It's very tough because, like, and I think it's partly is that we are very, we dig through pop culture to find the trash that we want. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's very mm-hmm. rare that someone gives us a recommendation that, like, we weren't aware of or that we, like, just full out slept on. Oh, right. Ryan. Wow, Ryan's killing it right now, dude. Killing We're doing slept on chips, not for any particular reason. <laughs> Wait, so that was really for no reason? Because <laughs> I didn't see. So when you said, okay, I just need like the listeners to know. Like, yeah, peel back the curtain. The, the, so peel it on back. the text thread, I did not see a pop culture reference connected because usually we try to connect things and we'll be like – usually how it goes is someone, usually Patrick, will be like, these are the, th- the things that are like happening in pop culture on these dates that we're going to be releasing. And then people will then – and like, it's usually Ryan yeah. – mm-hmm. will then pitch topics for those things. What is happening on the 12th? Nothing. So I thought if, <laughs> I yeah. had two pitches and they both started with S for the mm-hmm. week before and the week after. So I was like, what's an S? Mm-hmm. Slept on. Yeah. They're also like nice. They're, they're all like compound words. Like, cause the first mm-hmm. one is sitcom and the, this That's a portmanteau. This one. So well, know. sure. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Guys, it's an abbreviation. <laughs> what? Uh, we're all right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So then and, slept and next on. week next week is slow mo. Right. Yeah. Which is also a, po- a portmanteau, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, it is. Huh. <laughs> More you learn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was just my pitch. And I wanted to pitch something that was like general enough. Because mm-hmm. you could take it literal. I mean, I feel like it's another cruise ships. It, oh yeah. We all sure. could have interpreted yeah. it differently. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone has a have a slept on ship they would like to share? I got a slept on ship. Okay. And I took it as this is a ship that I've been sleeping on and I just need to address it. Okay. Um do you guys remember it, it was an episode months ago. I don't even remember when, but I brought up uh the ship 
between David and Jennifer from the 1983 movie War Games starring Matthew Broderick. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, you know, there's a lot of sexual energy here and like these kids are super cute and horny and I just don't know if I ship it and I have to think about it more and decide. Oh, well, I, I ship it. All right. Well, there's, no, there's no reason to wait a goddamn second longer. <laughs> David and Jennifer from War Games, I ship it. She loves him. She like she just thinks he's so fucking cute. He's got things to learn about love language. You know, all he can communicate with her is like he's an acts of service guy. Um and she seems to be like a uh either QT or um what is it, words of uh affirmation. Affirmation, yes. That mm-hmm. seems to be her love language. And so they're speaking to each other in their own love languages, but they're high school kids. They'll either get over that and, like, have a happy life or they won't and they'll break up. Like, it's, you know, I can't ship this. I can't determine their whole lives for them, but I can ship them right now as they play thermonuclear war and a hacked uh, PC and have adventures and change their grades and hang out with... Matthew Broderick's weird dad who butters his corn with a slice of bread. It's it's a good ship. I'm on board. <laughs> Colin, I love this. I love you coming around on a ship that yeah. you that you were like, yeah, I think I might be into it. But now I just love now it. You're all the way. I'm yeah. in. Yeah. Do you think that he experiences other war games like scenarios later in his life, or is this the only one? Oh, that's, you know, does he reform? Does he, like, stop hacking and just, like, become a coder or something like that? Like, they move to Silicon Valley and he, like, joins the app. Oh, he's a tech app. bro, yeah. Yeah, he, like, uh, joins the app space in some... Maybe he develops a game called Thermonuclear War and, it, like, so kids can avoid this uh, horrible mishap. So for, for people who haven't seen the movie... He hacks into what he thinks is a advanced computer game, and it turns out that he's actually uh, trifling with real nuclear warheads. Um, and then you know, it's it's scary and fun. Good movie. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe he. I would like to see a world where he sort of steps back from his computers. Though she's always been very supportive and like laughs and pretends to like computers but i want to know more about her it's an 80s movie so we don't get to know as much about her personality she likes to run she seems to be an athlete (laughs) she seems to be i feel like that is the 80s sometimes that is all you know about a character yeah yeah she runs he likes computers (laughs) she gets a bad grade but she's morally opposed to uh changing it on the computer but matthew broderick does it anyway that's a love language thing i was kind of talking about he was like look if i give her access service and she's like uh how about if you just hang out with me instead of your computer to show me you love it exactly she's in your bedroom bro yeah but uh so they got work to do but i want to see him do the work i'm there for the ship I love it. That's good. I like that. Um, who else has got a uh, sleep uh, sleep on it ship? <laughs> slept upon. You fucked it up. Sle- slept upon. Slept upon. <laughs> Colin, you're doing I'm so good. I'm some real like, love fucking <laughs> dumb boy energy today. I kind of like it. You need to put like you need to put like a little plant in your little <laughs> yeah. You you're sitting oxygen. in. You need some oxygen. <laughs> It's crazy because we did a whole episode that was like pretty normal. Yeah, he yeah. used up all the oxygen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now and he's now running on empty. Weird. Okay, yeah. I 
I think I picked the most slept on person in the world. What? Okay, I'm over. I'm overstating it for effect, but like a Rip Van Winkle ship. But I think this is someone who was an action star in the '90s, who kind of disappeared for a while. There's been a bit of a renaissance, so I think we're all waking up from sleeping on him. Mm. And of course, I'm talking about Brendan Fraser. Yay! Here we go, baby. And I think in our little in the STS corner of the world, he's not been slept on. We celebrate him often. Forever. I feel like yeah. in the world, we got to celebrate him more. And currently, he's in the show Doom Patrol, which I think Doom Patrol, the show, is slept on. I love it that show. Really it's so good. fucking good. If you it's have so HBO, fucking good. If you have HBO Max, check it out. It's worth it. Um, and so I had to go with his character, Cliff Steele, Robot Man. Um, and I was like, who do I ship? I don't think there's an in-show ship for me, romantic-wise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, he's kind of a, he's a fucked up robot. He is very, he has a, he has a very soft center, but he's a big grump on the outside. So it would have to be somebody who could like deal with a cantankerous person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's deep on the inside too. His Yeah, his it's pretty side. deep unless you are a a daughter figure to him and then sure. all of a sudden his gooiness just like he can't control it right 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 and i have a girl who is a daughter a shun daughter and she could probably help him upgrade his robot suit because she has an android body nebula and cliff steel okay wow. interesting very interested in this very interested in this like, wow, wow, I, wow it would not be a super sappy relationship and they both have other things to do, so they're not. It's not like they're not making a little. They're not make, playing house together. Mm-hmm. But she shows up, and she'll like think of things to help upgrade his arm, his robot Ugh. body. Here, can I can I tell you what I'm worried about with this? Yeah, is that Nebula is able to upgrade him too effectively, Uh-oh. and he like has all the, like the feeling of his body back, and has all of his like mobility and like ability to you know do all the things he used to do as a human, and he just reverts to being this like irredeemable asshole. <gasps> and then he has a moment of clarity where he realizes that's why, and he kisses Nebula goodbye, and, and he goes back to his old suit. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, the limitations <gasps> of his robot body like force his hand in a lot of his uh mm-hmm. character development. Oh. I am weeping thinking about this. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It's really Bobby. good. Well, as soon as uh Disney buys Warner Brothers, we can have it. Oh, so like next month? <laughs> in the meantime, AO3. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that's good, Ryan. I like Thank that. You. Are you sleeping on a ship? Yeah, I. Well, so my slept on ship is something that the source material sleeps on mm. through the uh, majority of it until like the very end, and then it's like, oh no, wait, there's something here. Um, so I've been reading the um, Star Wars High Republic books, um, which is like the uh, the new like Star Wars publishing initiative. It's all 200 years before the the prequels. Um, so it's like a bunch of Jedis and they're, um, uh, the, the Republic is setting up this uh, space station called Starlight Beacon out in the Outer Rim to try and like not colonize other worlds, but like make themselves, make their resources available to worlds that aren't yet part of the Republic. 
Um, and I'm shipping Avar Chris and Elzar Man, who are both um, Jedi Masters. Uh, Elzar Man achieves the rank of Jedi Master throughout the course of uh, the book, The Light of the Jedi. But Avar Chris um, is this Jedi who has the ability to like connect other force users so like she can channel other force users powers um and so like that's her whole thing is like connection and like uh reaching out to people and understanding them where they are and like directing their energy towards like positive works together and elzar man is like a a force chaos agent Mm -hmm. um like he views the force as an endless ocean that you can draw from indefinitely and accomplish anything um but is like does so through like unconventional means and so like the the whole time that this this whole uh this whole book is they're like uh, averting or trying to avert this disaster um in a, a system and fight these new bad guys called the nile um they uh they're like teamed up but like the the book you know is like but everyone is jedi so no one fucks um and then (laughs) it's about to be like species spicy and then i remembered yeah what this was right um but so they're at at the very end of the book they're at the dedication ceremony for starlight beacon which you know the huge uh huge um space station and it has this garden that represents you know different biomes from all around uh the the galaxy and it's just the two of them there and she's like so i'm gonna stay here on starlight beacon and like be the jedi in charge of it Uh, and he's like well i'm gonna go back to coruscant and i'm gonna like investigate what we know about our new enemy and then they like have a moment where it's like why weren't you fuckers having this moment the whole time because (laughs) it's like you i mean you can tell that they have been having the moment the whole time, right. but like the book was not interested in expressing those moments. When this becomes a TV show, it's going to be like, oh my god, all over the. We won't yeah. be able to escape it. It's going to be longing looks left and right. I just look. I just wanted them to like get nasty in this garden and like. <laughs> They they don't they like they like hold hands for a second and then like get faces close and then oh. like he leaves and I'm oh, like come what? the fuck on Patrick give me a fucking break why don't they have sex in those I mean I get it right I, I mean get the, that they're the Jedi like, the thing, Jedi yeah. thing but like <sighs> Patrick I want you to write two novels uh, titled Everyone Is Jedi So Nobody Fucks and <laughs> the second being uh, Get Nasty in This Garden and it corrects everything that the Star Wars universe is, is withholding from you right now. Oh my god if there was a story that was about like a group of Jedi who splintered off because they want to fuck. Oh my god <gasps> fuck Jedi. <gasps> oh my god. That's I mean that, my is hands that how are the on my Sith face form? Right now. <laughs> Do the Sith just fuck? Oh, I may think maybe that's it. I think they're Sith. Okay, you've <laughs> seen, you've seen, and th- is that what happens to you? You just get drained and become like. Well, what if you're just Wait, like what? I don't want to be evil. I just want to like be able yeah. to have sex. I feel like, like the- they'd be like hippies. I feel like they'd also have beards yeah. and stuff. So that that yeah. is one of the like nobody fucks is not like a a super hard and fast rule at at the time of the high republic stuff that they're you know they're not supposed to have attachment um Mm. but it doesn't mean that there aren't like relationships that form between people there's uh in the um into the dark which is like the the ya book that came out in this first wave of of these novels Mm -hmm. um there's a non-jedi character who asks a jedi like so do you guys have sex (gasps) and and uh, he's like, this. She's uh, this is 
uh, Effie asking um, Reith Silas um, and Reith, who is a Padawan who kicks ass. He's awesome. I love him so much. Um, but he's uh, he has this like whole internal like thing where he's like justifying what the Jedi do, what they don't do, what they've been known to do historically, what he plans to do someday. And then is like, mostly we don't have sex. So like it's okay, out. So there. It's sometimes out there. they do. Sometimes they do. So you're telling me there's a chance. There's a <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Okay. Well, I hope they get to. I hope they get to fuck Patrick. Me too. For, for all of our sake. Me really. too. I feel like it's gonna be a long road, though. Now that they're on different planets, <laughs> can't they like force fuck or something? I would hope they would force fuck. Mm. At least, at the very least. Here's the thing. There are a lot of um, like cool uh, women writing the uh, new Star Wars books that are going to drive these characters to fucking each other. The mm-hmm. first book is written by Charles Soule, who I love, but like is uh, square when it comes to romance. So mm-hmm. like, um, you know, let's let's get uh, Claudia Gray or Justina Ireland in there and like write these Jedi fucking. I'm into <laughs> it. <laughs> And by setting it 200 years before prequels, it's like, it's not going to mess with anybody else's bullshit. No. Yeah, yeah nobody cares. It's Don't fine. worry about it. Also, they can, look, they can fuck in secret and like it doesn't have to ruin the Jedi Order or whatever. It's fine. It's called compartmentalizing. Oh yes. Yeah. Kelly, do you have a slept on ship? I do. Okay, so <laughs> I interpreted this. It's from... I thought of like movies that are slept on. And I feel like no one ever really talks about this movie, perhaps because there are a couple of like moments in the movie that I'll mention. Um, Have any of you guys seen the movie, The Little Girl Who Lives Down the Lane? No. I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard of it. So I believe this was uh, Jody. It's Jodie Foster in, I think, 78. Oh, wow. So early, around the time of Taxi Driver. Okay. But her character is a complete opposite of that character. It's basically this um, 13, 14-year-old girl is living in this house, and it's pretty obvious that, like, her dad is dead, but she's just trying to pretend that he's always busy or whatever because she doesn't want to be taken into, uh, like, the system. Yeah. So every time – so she's in this small coastal main town – and she lives in this big house and there's – it's just constantly like these adults are trying to come into her life and like control her. And she's very like no nonsense, takes care of herself, takes care of everything um, and is also like trying to keep secret that her dad is dead. And um, it's, it's on Hulu. Now, the thing with this movie is that she's like 13 or 14 and there's this – there is a nudity scene Oh. It's not her actual body. They used a body double. Um, but it is kind of like I can see why people are like, that's kind of icky. Yeah. Um, so I get why people are like, that's I don't want to see that. Is it a sexual movie. nudity scene? She gets into bed with a boy her age. Okay. They don't do anything. They're just like they're in bed. We never see them do I don't even know if we see them kiss. I think maybe we see them kiss once. Um but it is gratuitous, and I think it, that image doesn't need to be there. Yeah. But whatever. I mean, it's nothing worse than like Romeo and Juliet, that one where we see her actual tits, and that was well, the real and that actress. one's like fairly sexual, like 
Yeah, that one's that's, sexual, and yeah. it's the real actress. This yeah. is not someone of age. Um, so, so in this movie, uh, she is at first. She's like very like I don't need any help. I'm not going to let anybody in because it's very dangerous. That mm-hmm. like if anyone finds out, there's this nitpicky like manager of the house that they've rented out that keeps coming into the house and trying to fucking figure out where the dad is, figure out what's going on with her. The Mr. Roper of the situation. Well, yeah, but she's this lady and her son, Mrs. Roper, but her son is played by Martin Sheen and this is one of his first roles and he is a fucking child molester. Like he, he is like so, um, he's trying to like, you know, take advantage. He he wants to like weasel his way in with her. Oh, yes. gross! So he's very gross in it. Don't worry, he gets his comeuppance in a really cool scene. Um, but the, I, I, I guess this is spoilers for the movie. If you if you don't want to hear spoilers, then like skip ahead. But she meets this kid who's this like mute magician, and he's also like kind of an outsider. But he's been living in the town this whole time, whereas she's new. So he eventually finds out. Because about her situation, because she's try- so <laughs> the 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 manager lady comes in and is like bugging her, bugging her, bugging her, and she's like, "I need these jelly jars from in the cellar." <laughs> and uh, Jodie Foster's like, "Do not go in the cellar." And you're like, "Oh shit, something's in the cellar." Oh no! Lady goes into the cellar, screams. We don't see what's in there. Actually, throughout the entire movie, you never see what's in the cellar. Oh god! She screams, runs out of the cellar accidentally knocks the stick that's holding the cellar door open the cellar falls down on her head she dies falls in the cellar so jody foster's like fuck i now have this dead lady in my house what am i gonna fucking do her car is at my house mm. what am i gonna do is this the comeuppance for martin sheen that his mother got murdered no the <laughs> comeuppance for martin sheen is that he gets killed by her oh, which is okay. great at the very end he's like got her trapped and she offers to make him tea mm-hmm and she poisons her own uh, cup of tea. Uh. And he's like watching her and she's being very standoffish. And she keeps pretending that she really wants him to take the other one. And she's such a good actor. She's such yeah. a good actor. She's like, mm-hmm. she's just like being very like, she's like, okay, I'm ready to drink the tea. And he's like, well, why'd you put more milk in yours and less milk in mine? And she's like, I just like the taste. And he's like, well, I, I think I want some of yours. And she's like, no, no, I, I, I like mine and he's like well why aren't you drinking it and she's like it's too hot and he's like okay and he switches it and drinks hers mm-hmm. and the whole time we know that which cup has the poison yeah, that's really good. and 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 you're like is he gonna do it like it's he keeps like getting so close and then not taking it and it's a very patient movie yeah and so he finally does and then dies of being poisoned amazing but so that's she rad. She meets this kid and he's like this weird magician kid. He's like very into magic. Um, the Gathering? <laughs> I wish. No. Magic was of so excited. Of sleight of Sleight of hand, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and he wears this cape and he like rides around on this bike. Anyway, he sees her trying to figure out how to move this car. Mm-hmm. And she's he's like, uh, what's going on? She's like, I just need to move this car. And she keeps flooding the engine. Yeah. And he knows a little bit about cars. So he's like, well, and she's like, can you please move it for me? And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, please. And he's like, I have to go do magic at this birthday party. But mm-hmm. that sounds right. 
but I got to go. And I don't know if I'm going to help you. And she, she's like, you'll come back though. And he's like, I don't know. And she's like, you promise? And he's like, I can't. And then he rides away. And then he shows up and he's like, okay, I'll help you move it. And he um, he helps her move the car. And eventually he's like, okay, well, you got to tell me like what's going on. And so she eventually shows him what's in the cellar. Oh, we again don't see it. And he's like, shit. Okay. And then – so then we find out that her dad had died – a while ago. Then her mom showed up and tried to take her away, but her mom is like evil. And all she knew was that her dad was like, if your mom comes, put this powder in her tea, it'll calm her down. <gasps> but it ends up killing the mom. So she puts the mom in the basement. Oh, no. So she accidentally kills her mom. She accidentally kills her own mom. Oh. So she puts the mom in the cellar too. So dad and mom are in the cellar. Dead landlady's in the cellar. Oh, my God. So she doesn't know what to do. And so he like offers to help her. He helps like bury the bodies he he's doing it in the rain so then he ends up getting pneumonia and like he just like does all this shit for her he's he actually bounces back and is okay but there's this really adorable scene and it's actually kind of scary but it's also sweet how it ends up so they're having a a little steak dinner and she, I know I'm like talking so long about this. Okay, I love this. No, so they're this having a little steak dinner. I'm she just, cooks this for little... my visual. I'm picturing the chicken nugget dinner from eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> it's very cute. She has this whole dinner, and I mean, just like their banter is really cute. Like he's she, um, she's wearing this like weird, like not weird. It's uh, it's very pretty and uh, interesting robe. Um, the whole time and he's like oh that's a cool robe where'd you get it and she's like oh Morocco he's like oh you smoke a lot of hash there and she's like yep and then he and then he's like he's like oh uh, are you smoking some now and she's like yep and then and then she's like I'm kidding I never did but it's like very cute like they're just their their interactions are cute so she presents this like steak dinner and he's like trying to cut it oh he also has um, some kind of uh, physical um disability where he's not uh he, he uses a cane to walk um and he so he like some some things are like more difficult for him mm-hmm. um and so he's having trouble cutting the steak and she sees that so then she just picks up the steak and starts eating it with her hands and then he is it he like Aww. sees her do that so he does it it's really cute so anyway they're having their little dinner fucking martin sheen shows oh, of up of course he does and he's like, oh, I'm looking for my mom. And she's well, like, that's kind of uh, fair, actually. Yeah, that is fair. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, he's not here. He still she's has not to here. give 24 notice to en- 24 hours notice to enter the premises. Right, right, yeah, right. She is dead in the cellar, though. I mean, uh, she is dead in the he's cellar. Leave but a little is, note on the door. But the whole time he's a chimo, so he should not be going in there. So he's like, <laughs> these are all fair observations. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, so he's like bugging her, and he's like, oh, you have this boyfriend, huh? Like, what's the deal with that? And he starts like trying to like get in her business and like get close to her and she's like get away from me get away from me and so then the boy um uh, his name is mario and she's rin so mario jumps up and like tries to block and then he throws mario across (gasps) the room and also like mario's a kid too like they're both young and he's like making fun of mario and he's like, oh, why don't you get out of here, stupid magician, whatever, whatever. And he, like, throws the cape <laughs> mm-hmm. at Mario and his cane. And it's like a magician cane type mm-hmm. look. And, like, and, and he's like, get out of here, get out of here. And so Mario starts to leave. And he's, like, going to maybe leave this guy that he cannot over- overpower with Rin. And so he's like walking to the door using his cane and then out of his cane he pulls a little sword and he like points it 
at um, Martin Sheen and he's like, get the fuck out of here. Leave us alone. And then Martin like gets scared and runs away. Whoa. Um, but it's really – I don't know. I liked their relationship a lot. Like I liked that there was no time wasted with him being like, I don't know if I should trust you. There is a funny moment where when she's talking about the tea that she served her mom and how it tasted like almonds <laughs> – because it had arsenic in it. He's drinking tea at the time. And he's like, so what is uh, – uh, and then he's like, why aren't you drinking your tea? And and he starts like coughing because he's like freaking out. Oh, that's and funny. she's like, oh, it's too hot. And he's like, oh, okay. <gasps> and then she takes a sip and he's like, oh. And she's like, what? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> it's really cute. I mean for a movie about like a predator and like murders and like all that. I think their relationship is really cute. And I like the thesis of it, which is like you cannot trust any adults, even if they seem nice, because there's this cop that like seems nice. But mm-hmm. then it turns out you find out that like he knows that that guy's a child molester and like doesn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like very like you cannot trust these adults because none of them, they're only self serving and they just want to keep the veneer of like a nice town. And like really, yeah. you can only trust other kids. Which I I don't know. It's a really good movie. I really really recommend it. Uh, ex- the only part kind of icky being that <laughs> there's a nude scene with her, but it's it's a body double, but still it's, yeah. it's we don't need it. But I love it. It's a I, I love no. It. That was that like perfectly awesome. slept on. Yeah. Yeah. No one talks about it too. No. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It was considered, like, too controversial back then, but it's so funny because, like, when you read about, like, why people thought it was controversial, it's like, oh, that's, like, when people thought The Exorcist was, like, evil, yeah. you know? Where you're like, oh, but stuff now, like, Euphoria is, like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, okay. Like, yeah. it, they were like, well, because it talked about child molestation. And it's like, well. Yeah, children were getting molested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We should talk so, about it. So, I mean, it, it didn't get I'd invented rather, later. Yeah, I'd rather see it happen and then see the guy get poisoned and, like, talk about, like, how we shouldn't trust people that let this shit happen. Did you ever watch that movie, Nebraska? Yeah, no. I love that movie. With, um, I think it's a Terrence Malick movie. Am I, uh, I think that's right. Uh, but it's Martin Sheen and uh, Sissy Spacek. Am I saying mm-hmm. the right name? Sorry. Sometimes words don't sound right when they come out of my mouth. I think it's Sissy Spacek. Yeah. Um, and Martin Sheen... It's plays like a they kind of go in a Bonnie and Clyde situation, mm-hmm. um, but it is like he's he's out of I think I think he went to war and then she's uh, like sixteen, so there's mm-hmm. like an age difference and he's a creep. But it's just funny because Martin Sheen when you when someone says Martin Sheen, I picture Jed Bartlett from West Wing. So I always <laughs> think of like a very like kind of square but like stand up guy who's gonna you know whatever. But he was a creep. He's, <laughs> he he can play a creep really, really well in his young days. There is an opening scene. That the, the opening scene in this movie is him and her. He comes to the house. She's alone. Mm-hmm. And it's it, and it just I, – I feel like it so sets the tone for like what this movie is. And like every single move by everybody, like you can tell who these characters are, what this story is going to be like. So there's a knock on the door. It's Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a knock on the door. She's got these candles, this birthday cake out. And she's she like looks to the door. She gets out of a pack of cigarettes, lights up the cigarette, just starts puffing like crazy to get the smell in the air, puts out the cigarette, opens the door. Martin Sheen like slithers in and he's like, oh, where's your, where's your dad? You're alone in here? And 
He's like, oh, it's your birthday. How old are you turning? And you can tell that he like wants her to be young. Ugh. Yeah. And she's like, um, okay, so uh, he's like, my, my kids are coming. My sons. Yeah, they're coming. One's dressed up like a skeleton and one's dressed up like a, like something else, a Frankenstein or something. And he's like, uh, so would you have any treats for them? And she's like, here, they can have a slice of this cake. And when she gives him the slices of cake, he like touches her wrists and she like shoves him away. Um, And just the way – like the moment that he realizes – like it's that thing. Like it's just such a good characterization where like, you know, she is like, get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have all of this under control and you are fucking my shit up. And then – he like the moment that he does that and he like throws himself backwards and you can tell that this character did not expect like you know how like child molesters like they don't expect that they'll go that far and then yeah. they do mm-hmm. and he's freaked out and he, he's like shit I'm in trouble because like she's gonna fucking tell her dad mm-hmm. and like all this stuff so he like runs out with the cake I mean it's just like it's a very high t- like high tension uh scene but it I, I don't know. I just really I it sounds, I really love the movie. It sounds really like patient and subtle. Yes. Yeah. And just the scenes with the kids is so cute. I just yeah, I don't know. Right. I really liked it. Ryan, were you talking about uh Badlands? Is yes, the- I was talking about Badlands. It's based on the album Nebraska by Bruce mm. Springsteen. Uh yes. I was confused as well because I yes. was thinking of the Bruce Dern Will Forte Nebraska. Yes, yeah, sorry. It's called Badlands. Badlands? Okay. Um, I'm putting that down on my yeah, list. Yeah, it it's very moody. Uh-huh. Um but it's it's got good young creepy Martin Sheen and Sissy Spacek. I mean, it, it they do go on like a murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's dark as fuck. So it's a mood is what it's you're a saying. Mood. <laughs> it's a mood, but it's like a it's a good it's a quality film. Um but if you want more dark Martin Sheen, that might be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, Colin, do we have a, a question that we can answer? Uh, yes. Uh, this question came to us via our email. You can email us at shippledipshow at gmail.com. Is that right? Uh, That's so right. Th- that, <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. This comes from Juniper. Juniper writes, hello, shipmates. Greeting from rural Oregon. Oh, and I should uh, disclaimer, this is from like six months ago. Um, (laughs) We're not all on fire or racist, as you might think. Um, (laughs) Remember like six months ago when Oregon was on fire? Okay, yep. And racist, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know if that part's changed. Yeah. Well, they're not all racist. That's right. That's right. Well, Juniper has set us straight. They are not on fire. They are not all racist. Um, mm-hmm. my best friend and my smallest dog both had casts on a leg. I was responsible for one of them and had to check and had checkups scheduled in the next town over. We decided to carpool and her grown son came with us. She thought her appointment was 9:15 a.m., but it was actually 3:15 p.m. <gasps> and she didn't have gas to go the 40-mile round trip home and come back later. So we stayed in town, played Pokemon, run, ran errands to pass the time. Uh, her appointment was for cast removal, so we didn't uh, go home again until like 5 p.m. It was very rational and not horrible time, but I'm never riding with her again. Stay healthy <laughs> and don't accept rides from friends. There's no question. <laughs> There's no question, I Juniper. Mean, we, can, we can react to it. I think. I think yes. 
Sometimes you're a, good you're a good friend. You're totally mm-hmm. a good friend. Um, I want to know what's going on with this grown son. Am I right? Oh what's man, his, this what's is, his a, deal? is this a uh, is this a what's it called? A um, no, <laughs> a Martin, you, grown Martin. You go Sheets ahead, Kelly. That's, right, that's right. I'm like yeah, a reverse. I'm a reverse pedophile where I like adults. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Older the better, baby. <laughs> so how old are you? Eighty nine. <laughs> Ooh, nice, nice. Wait, Colin. I gotta I, go. Can we go back to the beginning <laughs> of the email? Because she says that she that her dog and her friend are both in casts and mm-hmm. she's responsible for one of them. She's responsible mean, for the dog. Yeah. No, but yeah, I think she doesn't mean she broke the leg. I think that means she But what if oh. she did though and she <laughs> owes her friend this day of like spending time with her? She's like I Wait, would so never she broke purposely her friend's leg. That's I would what never I'm saying. purposely break the leg of an animal, just my best friend. <laughs> There you go. She broke her friend's leg, and then when this appointment got fucked up, she was like, shit, I deserve this. <laughs> I mean, here's the other part, though, and I think it's it's quarantine brain that's making me feel this way, but, like, I would love to hang out with Dream. you guys all day with nothing oh, to do yeah. and just, like, play Pokemon and, t- and shoot the shit. Maybe we go get ice cream and mm-hmm. walk around eating ice cream. Like okay, I would so maybe, love to have that extra six hours. Oh my god, and going into a little, going into an, a, a little secondhand store where everything's like way too expensive, oh, and you just yes. like touch all the stuff. Of course, and then you're like, wow, that place was bullshit. <laughs> and then with your friend when you leave, <laughs> yes. Oh my god, oh. Mogi, that reminds me. Remember when we went to that uh, way too expensive store in Arrowhead, and we tried on the hats that were made yes. out of carpet. Ah, I think about that carpet hat every day. <laughs> uh, did you guys bring your Pokemon decks? Did you find a card? shop and just buy starter packs because you were in desperate need there, oh this is a oh i think maybe they played pokemon go it oh. just says pokemon it just says pokemon well, oh maybe they played yeah or were they playing like pokemon red yeah like maybe they brought their game boys with them look we got oh a lot God. of questions juniper uh yeah right back in <laughs> for, for somebody who gave us no questions we have many questions <laughs> right back in we'll, we'll get back to you in august with an answer <laughs> <laughs> hey guys! Two, Two relationships. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.